Welcome to the City Reach Daily Walk podcast with me, your host, Graham. I'm one of the pastors at a church in Adelaide, Australia called City Reach Oakton, where we are all about exploring God's beautiful word in order that we might know him more. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the City Reach Oakton uh, podcast. Uh, Today, I have a good friend of mine, Michelle Hollis. Now, Mish, welcome to the show. Thank you, Graham. And you are a police officer by day, yep. and you run a travel agency at night. Is that not is that not true? I didn't think I was going to get a free plug for Smith Travel, <laughs> but thanks very much. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right. So <laughs> if if you don't know Smith Travel, we'll we'll fill you in as we go along. Um, but Mish is joining us today, and she's going to share a little bit of her story. She's got an incredible story of God's grace to her. So we're looking forward to hearing that. But mm. we always start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So let's go back to baby Mish. Where were you born? What was what was life growing up uh, for you? All right. So I was born Michelle, not Mish. I was nicknamed <laughs> Mish by Kerry um, some years on. But, yeah, so I was uh, born at Lyle McEwen Hospital. Okay. Um, so Adelaide girl. Yes. Elizabeth born and bred. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and for most of my, like growing up and everything, I lived in Salisbury um, till I was about 15. Um, and then we... Uh, from about 15 years onwards, I moved around a little bit, but predominantly okay. in the northern suburbs. Okay. So yeah. tell us a little bit, growing up, home, mom and dad, siblings, mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't really remember a lot about my childhood. Um, probably what I do remember is probably when I was about eight or nine. Um, so I had three brothers and mum and dad. Older brothers? Uh, yeah, older okay. brothers. So yeah. you're the youngest? I was the youngest. That explains a lot. Yes, <laughs> yes. I had good brothers. Um, but yeah, so they took me under the wing and looked after me, but I was always out. Um, what I remember is like just um, we always had friends, like our friends used to come to our house. Okay. Um, we had all the latest and greatest, like we had a pool, rumpus room. Okay. So it um, sounds yeah. almost idyllic kind of childhood, right? Yeah. <laughs> Big kind of family, lots yep. of, okay. Yep. So we'd have, like, yeah, and my brothers taught me all the, like how to play cricket in the driveway and, you know, we didn't have mobile phones back then. So we're out in the street playing, um, yeah, riding our BMX bikes and things like that. Um, but yeah, so that was growing up with like my mum and dad and my three brothers. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Now I know, because I know you quite well, yeah. but you kind of hit your teen years mm-hmm. and then a little bit kind of lost your way a little bit, all yeah. these feelings about where do I fit in, what it's about. Can you talk us through that a little bit? Yeah. So I guess I'll probably just go back a little bit be- before my teen. So yeah, okay. probably about, um, say about 10, um, yeah, my mum and dad, um, without going to too much detail, but they decided to, to separate for a little while. Okay. And, and that's that's pretty big for a 10 year old. Yeah. 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 I do. Like we said, I don't remember a lot, um, just very general about my childhood. Um, I remember like how I was talking about like sports and that, my brothers, yeah. but, um, one, that thing that is really distinct and not always, I can visualize it even now was, um, yeah, mum and dad were, were not getting along very well. And, uh, one day my dad set me on the end of the bed and he said to me, look, um, I'm going to have to move out of the family home for a little while. Okay. Don't worry about it. It's not, you know, me and your mum will get back together. Okay. Um, you know, I promise you, and, you know, and um, so he said, but we're just going to have a little break from each other for a little while and we'll see what happens. Okay. So, yeah. So was, was this just you and your dad or was kind of a whole family meeting? No, that was just, just yeah, me, me and my okay. dad. So a really powerful memory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just the fact that, um, you know, it, at the time, obviously that was a bit, 
that would have been a scary time for me. Yeah. But just the thought that dad said, oh, look, you know, we'll get back together one day. Yeah. We'll be a family again. So, so you had of, that hope. Yeah, I had a bit of yeah. hope. Yeah, that that would be the case. Okay. Yeah. And then what happened after that? Yeah, so um, so then for a little while um, it, yeah, it was quite – it was quite difficult. Um, Dad moved out for a little while, then he moved back in. But when he moved back in, my mum had to move out. And so we were never, ever okay. back together as a family. And there was a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of shifting around okay. with, with my parents for different reasons. Yeah. Now, so, I can yeah. imagine that unsettles you. You're yeah. kind, of, kind of growing up, sort of hitting the teen years, yeah. and then you're kind of dealing this with this at home. Mm. And that unsettled you a little mm. bit. So, yeah, yeah, how did that affect your teen years? Um, yeah, I, I, I know that um, it was very unsettling. I got really insecure. Um, just even like So mum and dad never got back together. Okay. Then my mum remarried. Um, and even with that, um, every now and then, with my 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 mum, my stepdad would also argue. Don't want to okay. don't want to portray my parents as yeah yeah. <laughs> but it was just just, just hard times. I mean, they're trying to bring up kids and things like that and tough times. But even my stepdad, they would argue. And even so, I didn't really have for myself like um, like a home that felt secure. Yeah, secure and happy times and things like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, and I just didn't know from. Sometimes my dad, my stepdad would leave as well. Then he might come back a few days later. And okay. yeah, for the, so my memory probably of growing up from say from about 10 to um, up to about 15, 16 was one of, I just felt really insecure. Yeah. Um, found it really hard to trust people. I guess okay. once again, I love my dad dearly. I get yeah. on really well with my dad right now. Um, I always have, but just the fact that it was my dad that had promised me that then yeah, you'd get back together. Yeah, they get back and together. Then... They didn't. At, you know, it just makes it really hard when even when someone promises you something, yeah. that, that actually does come back in my mind. So Okay. Now, yeah. just to, to like for, for the uh, our listeners listening, mm. like it wasn't a, a Christian family. You didn't no. grow up with any faith. What what was kind of the belief in your, in your household? Um, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, so my family were of the Catholic background. Okay. Um, and it's interesting um, what happened was, uh, when I was a little bit younger, actually, there was a fam. There's a, a family friends that um, they like knew my mum and dad. Or then one day they came along and they asked if they could take me to church. So okay. I don't, I don't really remember how that all came about. But basically, I started going along to church with them. Oh wow! And um, and your mum and dad were fine with that. They were absolutely fine with that. And then when mum realised, I, you know, I started getting really interested in. I was only going to the Sunday school and yeah. things like that. Um, and. Uh, mum then did say, well, we're, we're Catholic, so if you actually do want to go along to church and, you know, explore this or whatever, it'd yeah. be good for you to go to a Catholic church okay. and get your Holy Communion yeah. and all that sort of thing. So then she, I stopped going to church with this, this couple okay. and um, me and my brother started going along to uh, St. Augustine's Catholic church at Salisbury and um yeah I did, we only went along a few times I thought nah not, yeah. not interested <laughs> and, okay. and then we stopped going so um but the reason why I think that's oh I'll let you probably ask me some yeah. more questions but later on in my life when I um started coming to contact with some Christian people these people that's showed up again like, wow yeah, yeah. Can't you <laughs> so, see God's hand in that yeah right now? yeah, did yeah, yeah. I actually share a very similar story with you mm-hmm. so that was just a family who I was mm. friends with, and mm. their dad was a lay Methodist uh, 
preacher and mm. they were farmers and I just spent all my time on the weekend, but they mm-hmm. took me to church and yep. that was my first exposure. And mm. years back, I look back to that significant time in your life. But yeah. if we can, let's mm-hmm. just pick up yep. a little bit on that on that insecurity, right? Because yep. I think uh, our, our human nature, we crave that even mm. when we don't realize it. And we try and either numb that a little bit, mm-hmm. we try and hide it, mm. um, or we look for that security in in all the mm. wrong places. So yeah. how did that kind of manifest itself for you? Like, mm. um, I think, yeah, what I've had to, to deal with probably growing up is I've, looking back on it, um, probably from when I was about 15, um, 15, 16, yeah, I, yeah. My insecurities, I kind of would um, find friends that would probably show a bit of care yeah. towards me and their family and then I would probably cling on to that yeah. <laughs> and got very dependent on some of my friendships and things like that. Um, Which and, is yeah. normal for teens anyway, yeah. Yeah. but when you feel like you're looking for something that's secure, mm. yeah, I can understand how that makes it yeah. um, a little bit. And then kind of... Like I know you mentioned before, like that temptation to go out and party mm-hmm. and find yep. fulfillment and joy in that. Um, mm. You kind of got involved with that a little bit? Yeah. So um, yeah, when I was about 16, and I have just shared recently about this, but uh, when I, yeah, I was about 16, 17, I started working at Hungry Jack's. Okay. And, um, so this is hamburgers. Yep. Yeah. I always like, yep. Um, the counter hostess I was, was uh, that was my that was my job. Um, but yeah, I... Um, Met up with some friends and I was, yeah, I was probably only, yeah, about 16, but a lot of those, the other people I worked with were about 18. And um, when we'd finish working on a Thursday night or a Friday night, we started going over to the local Elizabeth Tavern. Okay. And so, um, yeah, so I used to go over there and have a few drinks and, and things like that. And so slowly that Thursday night developed into a Friday night, developed into a Saturday night. And it wasn't just that I'd go have a few drinks, like I'd just get as yeah. you do when you're younger, yeah. like you'd have, and I used to just absolutely love it. I'd have, forget about the cares of the world and, yeah, um, yeah just uh, drink way too much looking back now. Um, but, yeah, the problem was um, I probably came, become a bit dependent on that. But the next day, you know, you'd wake up. You probably would know yourself, <laughs> but you'd wake up and um, not just have the hangover to deal with, but um, yeah, it was just back to being feeling that emptiness and yeah, yeah just yeah. yeah. And then you yep. do it all over again, yeah, to try and kind of yeah hide it. It's strange, yeah. right? Because mm. in the moment, mm. it's as you say, the cares of the world are yep. lifted, yeah, but Monday always comes mm. for like for a lack of a better description, yeah. But, you always have to face reality mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Um, so this leads you to a very significant time in your life. Mm-hmm. You, you're kind of going through your teens. You're, yep. you're trying to find security in something. Mm. Uh, you know, you kind of found these friendship groups, mm. but still something's missing. Yeah. And then, yeah, so kind of you met Jesus. And, and mm-hmm. tell us a little bit how that worked. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was interesting. I um, started going, well, from Hungry Jacks, so I worked at a bank. And um, started working in a bank and that's what I was doing, like still going out to the pubs and everything yeah. like that. I just, um, But then I uh, noticed there was a girl there that I um, got to know called Wendy. Okay. Um, and I just, yeah, I was just really drawn to her, just like okay. she was like really caring. I guess that's what it's like, um, as I was saying, I can get, you know, that sent, uh, insecurity or whatever um, because she was, like, really caring and yeah. was looking out for me and everything like that. that was just, like, really drawn to her. I thought she's just so different to a lot of other people that worked here. And, yeah, we became good friends. And um, I didn't know at first but, 
yeah, we just we used to go out on the weekends and things like that. But one night, um, we'd gone out and I got back to my dad's house with a group of friends and there was a big blackout. Okay. And she said to me, um, oh, did you want to come over to my house like while the power's out? And I said, oh, yeah, that'd be that'd be good. And she goes, oh, actually, it's Sunday night. So we've got church at our house. And I said, oh, good one. Like, and I just yeah. laughed at you her. Thought you were, she thought she was joking. Yeah, yeah, I thought she was joking. And um, no, she said, no, honestly, I've got church at my house. I said, oh, yeah, I'll probably just stay home. Okay. <laughs> so so that was the first introduction of me even knowing that she was a Christian. Yeah. And um, But we, yeah, we continue just to be friends. And obviously that was the start of the, the Lord just working my yeah. life. And I'd go over to her house and her mum and dad would just, they took me in and nurtured me and... Um, I just loved the the family yeah. sort of um, environment that was there, and um, once again, just really caring and everything. And um, yeah, I just got to see what it's like to be part of a, I guess, in that loving environment. I was yeah. really drawn to it. And yeah, so then one day, I think I just said, you know what, I'll I'll come along to your church. Okay. So well, yeah. How so, old are you at this time? Um, I would have been. Around about 21. Okay. Yeah, 2021. Yeah. Just started going along, just bits and pieces. So I'd go along and it was, I was kind of in the end living two different lives because what I would do is I'd go along to the church on the Sunday night um, and then I'd go throughout the week just living my normal yeah. life. But slowly, slowly the, the prick of conscience is, yeah. is getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. So because I know I used to go out and um, then – on the Sunday, I'd be a bit hungover, but I'd have that as my recovery day, and then I'd quickly change and and, then, and go along to church, church. on Sunday wow. night. So yeah, so that was a really hard time because obviously the Lord was like like knowing now He was just drawing me, um, but I was just fighting against that, yeah. and so I just I was not happy. Yeah, <laughs> not happy yeah, at all. it's almost the strange thing, is right? There's yeah, this great discontentment. Yeah, and yeah, you can't find joy in anything anymore, yeah. right? Yeah, so that was yeah, that was just really tough. So what was so, the turning point? Um, I would say that just just over time, um, yeah, just my friend. Like spending time with me and then one day um, it was my birthday and we'd gone out and she gave me a Bible for my birthday. Okay. So it was pretty like bold of her, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and um, So this just, is the same friend? This, this, is, same, Wendy. this is Wendy, yeah. Okay. So, and um, yeah, and I just started asking her a few questions and um, just saying, you know, I'm interested. I'm really interested and I, do, I don't want to keep living this life. This is, I know that I'm just not happy. I can yeah. see you're happy. Your family's happy. I don't know what it is. Well, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I just thought, you know, I just want to be happy. Yeah. Um, I didn't really know what that was going to involve, but I just knew that the life that I was living wasn't it wasn't, wasn't working it wasn't for me. Yeah. And anyway, she was this lovely, and she said, "Look, um, why don't you come and see my dad? Why don't you talk to my dad about this?" And I said, "Okay." And so the, she went home and uh, got in contact with me, and she said. Dad said, come visit, no, come tomorrow morning okay. or, yeah, come the next day. Um, yeah, so and I, that was another, okay, this is a bit weird. I've never thought of this. Um, another significant time because I, I was in my her room with okay. her dad on the end of the bed. Yeah. <laughs> a bit like when my, my dad told me. Yeah, so it's almost ha- like there was this moment where he promised Oh, my to, goodness, that's just actually. Wow, just dropped. That has just, I've never thought of it yeah. like that before. So It's those two scenes, this one of false hope. Yeah. To suddenly the Lord's giving you yeah. this genuine uh-huh. hope. That's yeah. incredible. That is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was sitting there with her dad and I just said, I don't remember the exact conversation, but he explained to me how I become, you know, how I could become a Christian. Um, he said, look, do you, 
you know, um, you just need to admit that you're a sinner, that mm. you can't save yourself and that you need to trust in the Lord Jesus for yeah. him dying on the cross for you, you know, to forgive you for your sin. And I mean, obviously I don't know, remember the exact words, but that was the... Yeah. Um, Sounds yeah. so simple, right? Like yeah. the gospel message, mm. like to get to that point in your life where yeah. you say, I can't do it, right? Like yeah. actually my righteousness mm. is never going to be enough. Yeah. Like, as much as I strive or mm. run away, mm-hmm. it just leaves me empty mm. or proud. Yeah. And I just need his forgiveness yeah. and, and his power to, mm. to help me live right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I just think, I honestly, because it's probably been such a long time since that decision, Yeah. I can kind of forget about how empty and yeah, depressed. Yeah, felt. Yeah. Um, Which is a beautiful and, thing, yeah, right? Because we yeah. should forget about yeah. it. Then, yeah. But it is it is a nice reminder for us to to realize yeah. what we've what we've been saved from, yeah. where we've come from. Yeah. Yeah. Now, oh. I, I find like like often you hear testimonies mm-hmm. where people came to Jesus and everything was perfect mm-hmm. and all their troubles went away. Mm. That's not how I found it, and and yeah. I know for you too. Mm. So. You became a believer, yeah, mm-hmm. there's this inner joy and purpose mm-hmm. and peace in your life, mm. uh, but it's not all smooth sailing. No. Right? So yep. talk us through some of the struggles you've had as a believer mm-hmm. and just how you've gone through those highs and lows. Yeah. Um, I guess one thing that does come to mind just about some of the struggles is um, I remember that day making that commitment um, and the joy and just the yeah elation, I guess, of just you know making that yeah. making that choice. And then I went home and then all of a sudden it was just like, oh, it was just because my family wouldn't understand understand it. Um, So that was really hard. Um, But they've always supported me in it. Okay. Um, Okay. But I just remember them not really, but at the time I had my stepmom, yeah, it was just, she's thinking, oh, good for you. But, you know, and that was about, so it was really hard because then I was trying to, I was living in this environment where with a non-Christian family, not a lot of love in, mm. in that, in that area either, um, in the household again. And, yeah. um, yeah. And then, so then I was very drawn to just spending a lot of time, um, at my friend's house with her family. Okay. Yeah. And that's probably been a bit of a pattern <laughs> for me. Like the Lord has been very gracious, like, um, yeah. Um, just putting me into, into connecting families. with different families yeah, and incredible. yeah. Yeah. And you've been a blessing <laughs> to those families too. Yeah. So oh, well, yeah. that's that's the other side of that. Mm. Um, yeah. And then I know one thing you've mentioned mm-hmm. that is a struggle is, is yeah. singleness, yeah. right? So mm. you went through, I'm sure you at one point in your life have these dreams, aspirations mm-hmm. to get married. It's mm. almost like the culture tells us that's the pathway you're supposed to yep. follow. And you being part of Mish Travel, decide to do things differently. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, but talk us through that, right? Yeah. So it's probably um, when I when I became a Christian was like when yeah, it was around about twenty two, and I um, joined started looking at joining the police force, and I got in the police force. Okay. So at the time, not one of these not career minded or anything like that, yeah. but it's probably about that time where I was just starting out my career. Yeah. Um, you know, I had boyfriends and things like that, but I just wasn't interested in, in getting married. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of my friends were starting to starting get married, to get married and everything like that. And when I got to about 28 or so, um, I thought, um, yeah, I reckon I could get married now. I'd be happy okay. to get married. I'd be yeah. in the job. Well, I got in the police force. I've been doing that for about five or six years. Um, but it was kind of like I'd missed the boat. Yeah. Yeah. At <laughs> so, least the feeling, right? So, yeah. Well, yeah. So I was thinking, um, yeah. 
a lot of people are married now and um, so, yeah, probably from about that age, I would say right up to, I'd say it's only been since I was about 44. Yeah. For that whole period, I've really, I really struggled um, as a single. Yeah. Like, um, it, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the details of that, if you're yeah. okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like when you say struggled, mm. like what are the thoughts going through your head? You just, yeah. you feel like you're missing out. You feel like, what's wrong with me? Mm. What are some of the thoughts when you say you struggled? Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? Um, I guess uh, it's it's kind of like one. I think I've just spoke to you before, yeah, <laughs> a little bit before, yeah. just saying one thing is like I guess it's the norm to people yeah. to be married. They just assume everyone yeah. gets married, right? Yeah, life is get you know grow up, go to school, get a job, get married, get children, all yeah. that sort of thing. That's so one of the struggles that is really hard is. Um, it's not by choice. Mm. I haven't chosen not to get married. I haven't thought, hey, I'm never getting married. I'm not interested. Um, But people quite often will say, oh, why aren't you married? That's really – like you're a really nice girl. I can't understand why you're not married. And it gets me a little bit – it used to take me by surprise, but now I I think I'm – because I'm happier within myself about it, I'm able to answer it a lot better. Okay. But I always feel like I'm having to defend myself um, yeah. As to why, so that's kind of even sometimes been harder <laughs> answering yeah, that question than the actual than situation being, yeah. itself, right? Like yeah, you're content with with, yeah. with how things are going, where yeah. you are in life, and then this question comes, and yeah. that's more the difficult part. Yeah. So, but initially, I'd say so when I was saying, like, probably when I was say 28 to in my early 40s of being yeah. single, I guess it's hard because you're watching your friends, um, yeah, get go into these really great relationships. Mm. Um, they're really happy. Um, it's all like, I guess, like a bit of a fairy tale and all that yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. And then, or so you seem. So that's what seems, I, yeah, that's yeah, what it appears to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so you just, you look upon that and you think, oh, I just, I would love to have that. Mm. So, um, obviously, um, it's hard because my, 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 my way of thinking is I wish I was there more. And that's yeah. wrong to think like that. I know it's wrong to think like that. We've all yeah. got our areas though that, um, we always wish what someone else has got or something. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so that was just really hard. And I'd, and I'd think, oh, sometimes things would happen and I'd be home by myself or I couldn't go on a holiday or something like that. I'd think, oh, if only as I was married, yeah. I wouldn't be feeling like this. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd, I'd always have someone to depend upon or someone to hang out with. And yeah. so that's what, that's what the hard, that's what was hard. Yeah, that's the struggle, right? That's and the real struggle. But I guess I've since learned as well through talking to different people. But you know what? You can be married and you can still be lonely. Yeah. Um, and it's not good to depend on any one person. Mm. And so even just the principle of those yeah, sort of things. Yeah, that. So yeah. was that what changed for you? Like you said, up until the age of 44, that's a mindset you have. Mm. But then something changed where you actually just like, okay, no, I'm, I'm fine with this and actually I'm content with it. Mm. Was there any significant moment that happened there? Um, I think I, I did, and I did share about this in church a few weeks ago. Um, there was actually a turning point in my Christian faith that was, um, a struggle. It wasn't just about being single, but there was some jealousies and, Mm. um, relationship issues and things like that were really getting to me and it came to a bit of a head. The Lord obviously just really wanted to do all that. Um, and I was able to, um, talk it out through Christian counseling and um, it was just this principle that came out, what is it you're wanting more than mm. you're wanting a right relationship with, with the God. Lord? Yeah. And that was just, I'm not sure if I'm just glossing over that because it was actually a really powerful time for me. Yeah. But um, 
yeah, that just really hit me and I was on my knees and I was just like asking for the Lord to forgive me. Mm. Uh, I just realised that, um, yeah, I was wanting something more than I was wanting the Lord and that mm. could even be was I wanting to be married more than I'm wanting a right yeah, relationship yeah. with the Lord. Like you're not going to have anyone fulfill all your needs no. like the Lord can. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was probably the real turning point for me. Okay. And on that day I thought, you know what, Lord, I just surrender my my life to you. I sur- well, I had already surrendered my life yeah, to him. But, but this particular this, issue, you yeah, just bring I thought, Lord, him. you know what, I want you to have your way in my life. I just, I give it to you. Um, and I'm really sorry for anything that I'm wanting more than I'm wanting a right relationship yeah. with you. And, and I that just, was the moment. Like a, I just had to let it go. Yeah. And I, I don't remember where I read it in the in the word, but I remember just getting this. I thought it was in Psalms, but I could never find it. Mm. But I just felt the Lord um, speaking to me and say, "Let it go, mm. like, let it go." And so, yeah, that was a real turning point for yeah. me. Okay. So what what advice would you give to? people going through like something like that now that you've kind of gone through this valley yourself mm-hmm. you've actually come out you've realized what you've learned through it mm-hmm. but there might be a lot of single young women there might be a lot of single men mm-hmm. who are like struggling in their singleness mm-hmm. what would you kind of give to them a word in season what would you say to them um i think for me it's like I just think the, the most important thing, the most important relationship you can have um, is a right relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And I think once you put that right, um, and you don't always get it right, um, yeah. but I think and then your focus is on serving the Lord, um, I feel like I don't dwell on what I'm missing out on. Yeah. Or what you don't have. What I don't have. And it, I feel like the Lord, uh, that peace doesn't come from within. That's not because of oh, all of a sudden I've mastered being single. Yeah. It's where I'm putting my trust. And the Lord, I just feel like the Lord is just mm. so gracious how he's looked after me and he'll give me that peace. So where my focus is on the Lord and doing his will and looking in areas of serving and taking the focus off myself. Mm. Then that um, peace comes. Then that peace just comes. And um so that's all I can say is that that's what's helped me yeah. is when I'm looking at other, if I'm taking my eyes off the Lord and I'm looking at other people and thinking, I wish I had that or um, I wish I was that person. Or yeah. That's when it actually that's, drags you down. That's when I start that my thoughts can, you know, can mm. consume you and you feel like you're missing out and yeah. you can go down a bit of a downward spiral. So, And yeah. I'm very quick to, if I start thinking like that, I'm very quick to remember not to do that and yeah. where I've got to put my Come focus. Oh, but great. it has taken a long time yeah. and I'm not saying I'm there. Um, you know, the Lord's still using, like, um, just shaping me to the person that he wants me to be. But I guess also, um, some if say if there's a younger um, girl or guy listening to this, um, I guess even at a certain point in time with age, you yeah. do um, become happy yeah. where you're at as well yeah, and content. content and everything. Yeah. And there's not a lot. That's probably going to change in life, mm. you know, as you get a little, like yeah. at the and moment. And you've yeah. got that maturity, that experience <laughs> yeah. now, and you're settled in yourself yeah. a little bit more. Um, the other thing I think what's just come to mind is, well, is if you are in your 20s or 30s and think, oh, I'm never going to get married and it's really overwhelming, Yeah, just take each day as it comes because I think if you think, oh, I used to think um, when I was 18, mm. <laughs> I used to think if I'm still single at 20, Oh, that's the end of me. Yeah. You know, I just, and then you hit twenty, and, and then, then, and then yeah. So, and then, you know, there's times when I even think, 
but I would be thinking, oh, you know, if I'm, what am I going to do if I'm like 17, I'm still by myself. But you know what, as I've looked across the years and thought every time I've got to a certain age or certain point in my life, like the Lord has just been amazing how he's yeah. just looked after me. So I've learned to, to, um, like realise that I don't need to worry about what tomorrow is going to yeah. bring. He's going to provide now, for me today. Yeah, yeah, you actually say something really significant there, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. it might be that, yeah, you didn't, you haven't been married, right? Mm. But it's not like you've just white-knuckled it and, yeah. oh, okay, I've got to bear this. The Lord's actually blessed you in other ways mm. that if you had been married, mm. you could never have enjoyed, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so like I know you are a huge blessing. Like it's mm-hmm. not like you don't have family. It's mm-hmm. like you've got 50 families, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're very involved in the church. So mm. like maybe let's, can, if we can, mm. just talk about a little bit about like some of those blessings that mm-hmm. you have had mm. uh, that you possibly would have missed if you had been married. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just thinking, um, yeah, I've got there. I don't want to miss people out. But yeah. I've got some very precious friends, um, and I'll get a bit teary about this, but um, that have enabled me to be a part of their family. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, you've been involved in their kids' lives. Yeah, I have. Heard, so they I call think you what, Auntie, Auntie Mish? Auntie Mish, yeah. Yeah. But, um, and a whole bunch of other things, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> but when I, this is one example that I, when I um, have to, when people ask me, why are you not single? Uh, sorry, why are you not married? Why are you single? And they feel like I'm missed out. I said, you know what? I've, I'm, I haven't missed out. I mm. said, you know what? I've got it. And like I said, I don't want to just single, I don't want to forget about some of my other yeah, precious friends, but I'm going to use the example of um, the Alan family. Yeah. Um, Kerry has been a really good friend to me for, for many years and I knew her just before she got married, just before she had children. Yeah. And I always give the example that I've got this really good friend who lets me she, – and then she's had three children, as yeah. most people would know. Um, and she's let me become like a second mother to her children. Yeah. Um, I – you know, I'm I'm the fun mum, right? <laughs> but, um, no, otherwise um, known as the crazy mum. That's yeah. the one. Yeah, no, she has just it's just amazing. Like she, um, you know, other people could even get. I'm very close to her kids. Yeah. Um, you know, some people might not like that. They might not want to share their children yeah. like Kerry shares her children with me. Um, I've got to go to all their sports days. I get to watch them go play soccer. I get mm. to go to. Sorry, Pete. I sneak in and watch the the award ceremonies as the extra. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> you got I, into those. I, and you don't have to change the nappies. And you, well, no, I had to change oh. the nappies. <laughs> but um, I do say to people, you know what? I've had everything in that family except I haven't had to pay school fees. Hey, so <laughs> so yeah. So there's yeah. a blessing. I yeah. saved a bit of money on, on school fees. Things. But no, I actually. Um, yeah, I, I feel like I haven't missed out yeah, uh, yeah. on being a um, a mum. Yeah. I know what it's like to be a mum because yeah. these kids you are, are just, a mom, yeah, right? they've been those, really precious to me. Family. And you're part of a family and not yeah. just that family. There are, there are many yeah. families which look to you yeah. as a genuine auntie figure mm. and they're closer to you than others. I, yeah. I once heard that, you know, when the Lord de- denies you of one blessing, mm. it's to drive you to something better. Mm. And it just seems like, you know, when you look back on your life, you've you've been been able to be a blessing to so many people yeah. uh, because of that. Now, a question that mm-hmm. we ask on this podcast to mm. anyone who comes on is, mm. which biblical character do you relate to or resonate with? Mm-hmm. Uh, who would that be for you? Um, I haven't really thought about a biblical character before, but... Um, if you were to say, I, I don't know, maybe Ruth. Okay. Um, why, just, why Ruth? Um, I'm just thinking, well, it's sort of like, yes, she, she'd lost her husband and well, I don't I don't want to be, this might sound a bit 
Oh, I just think I like I love her loyalty, but I don't want to sound yeah. um, conceited. No, but you the, don't. Yeah, no, you don't. But I think for me, yeah. I think um, I love how um, she was able to be so loyal with her mother-in-law, and yeah. I I I'd consider myself a loyal person yeah. <laughs> with my friendships and things like that. And I just think you see how um, she was – I love investing in other people and trying to be an encouragement to other people. But through that, um, and that's why I was saying, if, if we look out for others, um, take the focus off ourselves, I feel like that's when the Lord can bless us. Yeah. And if you look at um, with Ruth when she just gets about, she's doing her, her life, trying to encourage her mother-in-law, um, and the Lord doesn't just – well, sorry, she doesn't accidentally just fall into place where she was working in the fields. Yep. The Lord, you know, has provided that for her. She, I don't know if that makes sense. But uh, absolutely. Yeah. Which is exactly the story, right? Yeah. She, she, despite everything that was going yep. on around her, mm. she stuck with it. She stuck with the Lord. Yep. She was different. She was a Moabite yep. living amongst the Israelites, but yet mm. she just had this unwavering mm. faith in who God was, and God was faithful to her. Yeah. Yeah, I can and see that. Yeah, I just think um, there's many a times where things have happened. I've just, um, and I think that's just not co- coincidence, even just in little things. And I think, think, thank you, Lord. Like, it's mm. just, I just know that you care for me. And, um, yeah, you're just looking out for me. And as long as I'm... Just trying to serve the Lord as best I can and be, I don't know. Yeah, who's help. made you to be, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so. it. Um, Mish, I've loved having you and it's mm. been great hearing your story and I just love how you're so genuine with mm-hmm. with where you've come from and where mm. you're going and a real testimony to God's faithfulness, right? Mm. Even when it doesn't seem like it, mm-hmm. he's always there. So yeah. I've really enjoyed it. We're mm-hmm. going to finish with some fun questions. Oh, here this, we go. This or that, right? So a little way to get you know, uh, to know a little bit better. We'll start off with something easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, crows or port? Crows. Ooh, that's upset <laughs> a lot of people right there already. Uh, Netflix or YouTube? Oh, Netflix. Ooh. Thanks, Rachel Valaris, for um, I don't think you know, but I'm still scabbing off your <laughs> password. <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say that <laughs> oh, publicly. Okay. <laughs> <Edit>. <laughs> okay um, chocolate or vanilla? Uh, you're not allowed to say both. You're not allowed to say both. Is it ice cream? Let's or? say ice cream, yeah. Um, vanilla. Oh, boring. <laughs> um, Apple or Android? Oh, my goodness, Android. Oh, she's just, you know, <laughs> just goes down and down. All right, uh, Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Facebook, okay. Um, let's go. Let's, I think we need to up it a little bit. Mm. Uh, football or basketball? Football. Football. You mean like footy, footy football, or soccer? AFL, you're in Australia now. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Got it again. All right, uh, hamburgers or tacos? Tacos. Oh, but you worked at Hungry Jack's. That's why I like tacos. I, really, I see how like, they made. I overdid it. Okay, <laughs> no. uh, online shopping or shopping in a store? Don't like shopping. <gasps> wow. Okay. That's... Oh, unless I'm in Bali and I can barter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, let's go for a couple more here. Um, Bali or Adelaide? I can't say it <laughs> because I know I can't go back to Bali anytime soon. So, um, no, Bali. 
Okay, <laughs> you got it. Um, yeah. Horror movie or comedy? Comedy. Comedy, yeah, that pretty much sums it up, <laughs> I think. <laughs> hey, Mish, yeah. thanks again for, for coming on and sharing your story with us. I know it's going to be an encouragement to lots of people. Mm-hmm. So um, God bless. Thank and, you. Uh, and, yeah, we got you out of here just in time for your shift. I know. Which starts soon. Yes, so, it does. Thank good. you very right. much. Yeah, take care. Thanks for listening to the City Reach Oakden podcast. To stay connected, check out our website, find us on Instagram and Facebook, or follow our YouTube channel for more teachings and sermons. We would love to hear from you, so please send any questions you have to grahams at cityreach.com.au and make sure you rate, subscribe, and leave a review. God bless and join us next time.